This was podcast. This is episode 116. What? 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 Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, we can be reached at viscerlist at gmail.com, uh, patreon.com slash viscerlist. Uh, we are on Instagram as well. Um, been putting some promo photos in there for uh, one of the shows we'll be reviewing later. 30 pieces. Nope. 30 gold. Nope. It's fuck coins. What is it called? Thirty coins. coins. You know, I was all, almost better off calling it thirty monedas. You were when the, you were texting about it. You said thirty pieces again, and I just <laughs> I just let it go. Now I'm just like, right. you got you, that in your you, mind. Are you calling it thirty coins in your day to day? Now I'm back to thirty coins. Originally, I think that first time we talked about it, both of us were it was just pieces, 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 pieces. But yeah. then. Like I trained myself. Now I'm on coins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. The funny thing, I don't know why I'm going to thirty gold either, because that's my second. It's like my first thought. Yeah, is is thirty pieces? That's first thing in my head. But then my backup when I realize it's wrong. It's thirty. My gold. Su- the subfolder is thirty gold, <laughs> and then the folder after that, the subfolder there is fuck. Why do you keep fucking this up? So a little self criticism. And then I get to <laughs> 30 gold. No, 30. Then you just get to like 30, 30 gold. No, what is it? 30 silver. No. Yeah, 30 pieces 30 of coins. silver. But it's 30 coins, yeah. I think it's because I never use the word coin in my day-to-day life. Um, When would I ever use coin? Uh, I don't know the last time I've used it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to 30 monedas a little bit later in the show. Uh, But as always, we'll start with our much-beloved segment. It's called Trifling in NYC. Um, I'll go first this time. I have two, but I'm going to save one. Um, uh, The main one I wanted to do is about a big bag of weed. Okay. Um, so I, I, a long time ago, I was taking a tour of a recording studio in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, I have this interest in music. Uh, I got the opportunity to, to take a tour of a, a pretty well-known studio. I'm not going to say which one. Um, but, uh, so I went with a buddy and, uh, it was cool. We got a guy who, um, it was off hours and, uh, a guy who worked there, like an engineer or something. He was showing us around to like the different rooms. And, um, we went into like, we went into one room that I guess, and this was probably at like nine in the morning that we were there. And, uh, I guess the studio had been used or had been in use until like five or six in the morning, oh. like that same day so it hadn't really been cleaned up yet and uh we're going through we're talking and he's sort of leaning back on the console you know with his arms crossed trying to kind of try to show off um i mean i I was this is shortly after i moved to new york so i was i was you know substantially younger and you know yeah this is like an old the old timer guy like he wasn't a like a you know, producer or like famous producer or, you know, recording artist or anything. He's just a day-to-day guy who worked there. And he's sort of like regaling us with these stories. And he's like, yeah, you know, 
uh, 50 Cent and the game were actually here. The oh. Like last night, they had just been recording. And this was actually right at the peak. I don't know if you recall. Uh, I guess this sort of timestamps it. But uh, when they were having their beef back in the day, like after the game had signed a G unit and it's a successful album. And, you know, there was all this. Do you recall that era? I do remember that era. Yeah. So they were there together after that? According to this. Well, that, this is the thing is like, I was like, oh, that's weird. Cause you know, they're apparently in the midst of a beef. It's weird that they would be recording. Like, why were they together here? And he's like, oh, all that shit's bullshit. It's all bullshit. You know, they, you know, I mean, the game was signed to his label. So he's like, yeah, that's just for the press. But yeah, he was in here, you know, working on some new tracks or something. But, the more interesting part was that he didn't seem to notice that there was a huge Ziploc bag oh, that was f- clearly full of marijuana that was just on the console, like the mixing desk. <laughs> and it was like, like it smelled pungent even through the bag. Like it was like a Ziploc freezer bag, like that, literally that size, like full to the like cramming like almost bursting out of the bag. And he just like did. And he's just, just over there chatting with you guys, giving you the rundown of the studio. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this goes, uh, this makes the volume go up, pull it down. <laughs> volume goes down. Huh? <laughs> Pretty cool. Huh? But <laughs> like the bag was like maybe two feet from where he was. And I don't know if he's just so used to it or he just literally didn't notice it, but it was really distracting that it was there and uh and actually um maybe like five to ten minutes in then he noticed it and he's like oh probably put this away (laughs) (laughs) uh now to be clear i just for safety's sake here i'm not saying that 50 it was 50 cent or the game's weed there's no way to know whose weed it was or if it was even real weed uh or what it was but you know it was real weed but I'm not saying that it belonged to 50 Cent of the game. I want to be clear. Or this guy. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Or that the, you know, the studio condones those types of things. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that at all either. Could be just a simple mistake. So let's move on. <laughs> I understand you have a trifling in NYC involving a doorman or something? Yeah. So um, at, the, at the new building where I live since uh, November. So it's... There is like a doorman system, but it's rather informal. Not like um, some like fancier buildings, you know, where there's 24-hour doorman and they're like standing outside opening the door and like getting cabs and helping you with bags and things like that. It's a little um, less formal over here. So they're generally like 9 to 5 and it's mm, like Monday through Friday. Sometimes like the Saturday hours vary. I don't really understand it. It's like sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not, whatever. And they help with like, um, they'll deliver packages to your door. Like if people come and drop things off, sometimes they'll let the delivery person go all the way up or sometimes they'll bring it. Right. But not food. So essentially like they're there all the time. Um, and there's one guy who was like doorman. Plus he does some cleaning and so, you know, you try to be friendly with people, right? If you see, if you're walking past someone, they're just sitting there and they'll open the door. They'll buzz the door for me sometimes instead of me having to take out my key and do it. 
Oh, okay. So, so they recognize you. That's good. Right. So I'll say hi and hello. Good morning. Good evening. Bye. Things like this, <laughs> right? R- regular stuff. Uh huh. Um, about nine out of ten times, I get no response at all. Um, oh, huh. And like no. No. Wait. 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 So you almost always get no response. Nine. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Actually, the only time I've gotten a response is from somebody who I don't think he's actually, like, uh, you know, considered one of the doormen, but he's there and he does, like, a lot of the cleaning in the area. But, like, if the official doorman isn't there, like, he'll take those duties on. So he says good morning. Like, I've had some positive interactions with him. Right. Um, like, you know, we talk, uh, we chat a little bit. Like I asked him to unlock the elevator once or I said, good morning. And he said, good morning back, you know, like a regular person usually Unlock says. the elevator? Y- yeah, because I need to go to the basement and um, sometimes it doesn't go to the basement. So you need to ask somebody at the front desk for the key and they'll oh, unlock okay. it for you. Um, so, but the other guys, like, it's like they don't even, they see me, but they don't acknowledge like now, are these, but these guys, I, these are the guys who are buzzing you in still. Yeah, there's two of them. Okay. And they'll buzz me in and I'll say like, hi, or thanks, or good morning, even on the way out, the way in. And it's like, I'm not even talking. They'll just sit there and s- stare at the screen of cameras, which admittedly is mesmerizing. Like sometimes if I'm waiting for the elevator, I'll stare at that, at that screen that shows like all the camera feeds in the building. Right. It's actually like I could I could see how you could just sit there and be hypnotized by that screen, but uh, <laughs> they, wow. they, he won't say anything to me. There's two of them that won't say, and even and then I was in the laundry room in the basement, and he was right next to me, and I think I said something else, and he just didn't say anything. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, and then in my mind I'm like going through all these things. Well, maybe he's you know, maybe he doesn't maybe he's hard of hearing. Maybe I'm not talking loud enough because I have the mask on, but then like, I want to be quiet because we're inside or maybe uh, he, maybe he can't speak for some reason, you know, maybe he has some kind of medical condition or something. I don't know. But then consider it, consider it of you to consider these other options as opposed to just deciding on one, <laughs> one explanation and just going with it. Cause of course you're right. You know, but yes, it's very good to be open-minded. I've been trying to be more like that. That's good. So consider other people might be going through stuff, particularly with COVID. Right. Hey, like maybe it's early in the morning. He's not in the mood to talk. Like, right. you know, not everybody is all the time. Um, but I can't like, I can't get a head nod. I can't even get any type of acknowledgement that you even heard my good morning. So hmm. I was like, mm, maybe it's not me. Right. Maybe that's just how he is to everybody. But then, <laughs> oh, I know he talks and I know he hears. Because I've seen, and then I've seen him be involved in conversations with, first of all, the guy that usually cleans the lobby. It's like, okay, so maybe they they have like some sort of camaraderie. They see each other every day. They're working together, right? Right. But then I've also seen him chatting it up with other tenants. So now like, Mm. "Mm, mm." so maybe it's something that I'm doing. Female tenants? It was a female tenant. Oh, yeah. Hmm. 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 Okay, go on. That that's it. I'm still, you know, I'm I'm still now, trying to wear them down, but I get nothing. Do you have? Let me ask you this: It because is it? Are you always just saying some version of like 
hello, good morning, or is it ever like, you know, uh, oh God, Knicks are doing a little bit better this season, huh? Or no, it's more, always just like a greeting. Know. Yeah. Or so you think is I it should ever go like, deeper? Yeah, I think if you could go one subfolder deeper to where it's like at least like a package maybe just make up like oh i'm expecting a a, maybe a big a big package from amazon that might be a little bit bigger than normal so have you seen anything like that even if you're just making it up okay and see if he responds or acknowledges me in any way yeah i mean it's for you to ask a direct question and not get a response see that would be and maybe you don't want to go down this road because if you don't get it if he's still (laughs) blanking you then you might have a problem. Then I'm going to have to move. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You'll absolutely have to move because you can't recover from that. And the worst would be if he stares at you while, while still completely being stone-faced. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, but that's a good suggestion. I'm going to try But that. have you – well, I mean, you've been there for a couple of months. Have you gotten packages delivered? Like where did they – what's the process for that? So – Generally, they will come in and they'll usually, based on the delivery person, um, they'll usually just put them by the mailboxes. And then this guy that refuses to acknowledge me, he'll take it from there and he'll like periodically throughout the day, just like pick them all up, put them in this cart and deliver them to the different uh, units. But he doesn't like knock or actually do anything like that. He just puts places outside your door. Well, see now that now there's a a pattern developing here because like first... I guess doormen are technically authorized to to handle mail usually, but they're just leaving it outside your door in your yeah. Hallway? That's what he does. Yeah, and you're okay with that? Yeah, for the most part. Like, I mean, the I, other because I'd rather they hold it behind the desk or something. Well, I see what you're saying because but it's he's not, you know it's not, not just there all the time. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, if if you get food delivered, I mean, I'm not not to disparage food delivery people, but if you have people coming in and out of the building, I just would be concerned about theft. Right. There is that because, I mean, there was even like, a, you know, a warning about this package thief and there's a picture on the door like this guy. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, during the holiday season, there used to be so many boxes piled up by the mailboxes and, you know, the guy, the door, the door. The doorman isn't there all day long. So if stuff comes after five o'clock, like I remember leaving the building early, like the days that I go to the office back then, if I was leaving at like eight o'clock, man, there would be like 20 packages sitting by the mailboxes. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I, I mean, getting back to the, I, I don't know, it, I, I guess it's just going to take some time if you really want, to, if you really feel like you need to get this acknowledgement and get on a good rapport with it. I mean, this is the reason why I actually wouldn't want to live in a doorman building. And I did, I remember when I first moved to New York, I was living with my older sister for the first couple months and she was in a doorman building. And I mean, for me, my first, in, you know, interactions with them was, they're like, I mean, she was in a pretty swanky building too. And so they're like, uh, Hey sir, uh, deliveries go around uh, the other, the service uh, entrance. Uh, oh, hey, hey, excuse me. Excuse me. Who are you? Who are you here to see? 
and then, you know, them checking my ID, et cetera. Like that, that was my first interactions with doormen in the city. So, you know, that may be a colored thing, but also I don't really want to have to kind of say hi to someone every time I'm coming in and out of my place. I could see that. I just need to get where I'm going. I tend to zone out, especially in the mornings. I'm listening to podcasts. I tend to zone out. Right. And you don't necessarily like feel like you want to be walk past someone and feel obligated to be like, Oh, Hey, good morning. Or if they say something to you and then you don't acknowledge them. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not great. But I mean, it, it is weird that you've been there for a couple months and they're still blanking you like that. Well, the person you're living with, did, does, have they reported? Similar? Same thing. Same thing. Oh, same thing. Okay. Mm. Maybe I, then maybe it's just cause you're new. I, I mean, and it'll take a while to warm up. <laughs> you're right. It might. And I don't have that. Like, uh, you know, it's, working from home time. So it's not like I'm going in and out of the building every single day and potentially seeing this person every morning. Right. Um, if I had that kind of exposure, maybe I'd be getting some response or acknowledgement, but realistically I probably see them like two to three times a week. Oh, oh, okay. Which is is maybe not enough. I'm going to just start going down to the lobby for no reason. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't want to. It could be like you know, for them, they, there's probably dozens of people coming in and out every day. Maybe it just gets exhausting to have to, you know, especially if you know their main job is to look at the monitor screens or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I do like that. Well, speaking look of looking screens. at monitor screens. Uh, why don't we get into our main segment, uh, TV reviews. We have two series going at the moment that we've been following. Uh, let's start with 30 Monena, 30 Monenas. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, 30 coins. There it is. Coins, coins, coins. Uh, yeah. So we watched episodes three and four of season one. Um, just start with, uh, I, I actually took notes on this. I didn't on WandaVision, but uh, that Let's show see, I think is... I took a couple notes for both of them. More notes okay. on WandaVision because that was more frustrating. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into 30 Coins. Um, so episode three was called The Mirror. And uh, I do like that these episodes basically, each one so far is basically centered on one thing that so it's like it's a tight focus as opposed to like you know with shows like these um sort of serialized shows a lot of times there'll be a lot of different story threads that are kind of set up i Mm -hmm. feel like this one's a little bit i don't know if better is the right word but a little bit different in that so this is called the mirror it's basically just about this spooky mirror um that lets you sort of teleport to different parts of the world but also it's the way the demons are able to communicate with with the regular people um i'll say overall um i was it was better than episode two i thought i wasn't really a fan of episode two that much in comparison um and it it kept the story it got felt like the story had a little bit more juice to it yeah i'll agree after it, it kicked it up because um it uh i mean it 
we I mean we've already seen crazy demon stuff, but this one I guess sort of lays out the rules to this demon world or what the demons are capable of doing and what they want a little bit more clearly. Um, it seems like they're really keyed in on Vergara, the priest, um, who they suspect has one of the missing uh, 30 pieces of silver. Uh, and, they're, and they're really on his ass about getting it to the point where they're about to torture him, but he was rescued. Um, anyway, I, I'm just going to go through... Man, I completely forgot well, what's about your, what, that what torture you, part. Yeah. Yeah. What are your right. overall initial thoughts on it before we get too deep? Um, overall, I, I do like this sort of genre, this like religious horror genre. Yeah. <laughs> I, always, I always find it pretty uh, captivating. Um, and then I also like how, I mean, I guess it's like I like shows similar to this in that they do that, like you said, like of a clear focus on an episode. So it's a quote unquote monster of the week type of thing. However, like that monster always relates in this show to that larger storyline. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I like how they're doing that. It keeps it, you know, it keeps it fresh for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, excuse me. It just makes you want to keep watching. I, I feel like I watched two at a time. I sort of save it up so there's two available, and then I watch them back to back. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. Uh, so, I mean, rather than go go through, I, we've sort of laid out the overall plot of this episode. But so I just we can just do. I don't know if you took random notes. We can just do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I got some so I'll just notes. do. Let me do a couple of mine first. So uh, the dogs barking over the coins. So in the in the vet vet's office, them dog the dogs were barking and it annoyed me so much. I don't know, like I was like, and that was just that's a critique of the editing, I guess, because these barking scenes just kept going on and on. It's like you got to cut away to something or lower the volume on this. I cannot deal. I love dogs. I, I cannot deal with these dogs barking at this thirty this, this piece of silver that was stashed somewhere. It was just stashed somewhere too in a box. Could not stand it. Um, <sighs> but I wrote down here, uh, they get right to the shit with the mirror and then the book of Judas. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was cool that they, I thought the, the conceit of the mirror where when it, the, there's a, so there's a big mirror in a spooky room that, um, this couple bought the couple bought this apartment and that has this big spooky room with a big spooky mirror in it. And they started having trouble. So they told our heroes who are essentially like, I don't know, like a Spanish Mulder and Scully, I guess, to, to extend the monster of the week uh, metaphor. Uh, they, uh, so they're investigating it, but I thought it was really cool how they, it, the mirror shows some stuff that's not, they can't see in the real world. But they yeah. can hold, they can hold and touch, and so the book of Judas was in there, and they could hold and touch it and flip through it, but they could only see that in the mirror image. I thought that was really cool, actually. I liked how that scene was done um, with her just like picking it up and holding nothing in one in one camera angle, and then having the book in her hand in the other right. camera angle. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I like that a lot. I, 
Yeah, the Mulder and Scully is pretty good. Like, he's the mayor, and it seems like people go to him for everything, even though there is, like, a like a police chief type of person. Everybody yeah. goes to the mayor when there's a problem. <laughs> that they is, have, like, yeah. This direct is, line to the mayor, like, hey. That is some good fun small town <laughs> shit, I, I guess. Like, I'm thinking of the Andy Griffith show where, I mean, people went to, I guess Andy Griffith was the police chief, but people just go to him for random stuff that police chief wouldn't do. Just like people go to the mayor for like, I don't know, like oh, I, I split the sole of my shoe. Can you take a look into this? Oh, I need my shoe to do my farm work. You know that. Yeah. That supports the economy. Come on, get on this. Right. <laughs> and he's really nice. He's probably like too nice too. Cause he also runs, he runs his own business at the, um, the the pork factory or whatever yeah he runs that plant and then they've got like that hotel now that his wife opened up she's pretty ambitious um, yeah she's getting a little annoying i gotta say <laughs> i do like i really like her look i just think it's a distinctive look of an actor that you you don't really see that often in in shows i, I don't know why maybe i maybe i just have a crush on her uh but uh, yeah, I don't know. So, do you did you have notes from the from this? Yeah, my notes are a little weird. I think I said most of them already. Um, this was actually for the next episode. I just put. Husband. Oh wait, 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 wait. Let's wait. Okay, okay. okay. I got two. I, I got two more. I Sorry. won't say that. Um. Well, so I put small towns in Spain. No, no. Um. So. <laughs> this is also because um i was watching this trilogy on netflix called like the bot botsan trilogy i think it was okay what's that it was like essentially the same thing except there's like witches involved and like child sacrifice but again it was all was all small towns in spain it was like she this this detective that was from this small town she moved away but kept getting called back because like all these bad things would happen and like she would get assigned back to the small town of course like where she grew up and there was like witchcraft her mom tried to kill her like it was very dramatic so and like and again like this just like 30 coins like everybody knows each other so everybody knew her everybody knew the family and like yeah everyone's all up in each other's business right so now like if i ever go to spain i'm not going to one of these small towns but if it is it's gonna be like 12 hours in and out can't spend the night you know (laughs) like (laughs) too spooky for you yeah way too way too spooky I want some of that jamon, though. I mean, that, that's probably that's true. Good. It's probably it's delicious. Good, good eating, but um, so yeah. The only other notes I had were when he's got is in that scene where he's got this fucking mayor. So they they um, <laughs> they put security cameras around oh, the, oh, this room oh, with the mirror, oh. and then he has an app on his phone that lets him watch like a live stream from the room okay that's cool but then the lengths he goes to to watch it at home but avoid his wife from seeing that he's watching it or figuring out what he's up to is that was it was bizarre and maybe just a little bit sort of tortured writing or plot contrivance because first he's in the bathroom for an hour 
he's in the bathroom for an hour watching his phone. And it's an hour. We know that because his wife comes out to check on him. It's just like, you've been in the bathroom for an hour. What's yeah. going on? And he falls. He's like, oh, stomach trouble. Like, come what? <laughs> no one has. So that's where she should be suspicious right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like she is. But then he's in bed. It cuts to him being in bed with her. <laughs> this this was just foolish. I had to laugh when I saw this part. And he's under the covers, looking at the phone just right next to her, under the covers. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, um, I forget what his excuse is, but she's like, no, you're he not. Didn't even, he, yeah, he, I don't even think he said anything Like before he could answer. I think she did. She's, she's like, just... you're watching porn. Like, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, aren't you attracted to me anymore? Not that I'm in the mood that we're going to have sex right now, but you, I would want you to be attracted. Like, what? What is going on? <laughs> I don't yeah. know if this is like maybe a Spanish cultural thing where you can't disrupt someone at bedtime or something. I don't know. Cause it's, <laughs> this is a very easy fix for this is my point, yeah. which is no what the fuck are you doing bedtime. on your phone? I mean, why didn't she just get under the covers too? She could have just looked under the covers. And seen yeah. yeah let me see. Oh, okay. you don't want me to find out what your kinks are. What your, oh, wait, live stream. Okay. Live stream. Is this like some amateur <laughs> webcam shit? Oh, oh wait, no. The, who is that? Is that the priest? Why is he sitting in a chair in front of a mirror? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of porn was, is this? It, you are right. That part, <laughs> that was that whole sequence from, from the bathroom <laughs> to there was like, uh, okay. <laughs> but, so weird. But anyway, okay. Two things, two more things. We, we gotta, we gotta get moving here. Um, I wrote down reverse watch drip because what? <laughs> <laughs> Because when the demon from the mirror, the other side of the mirror, takes out takes the priest out and like has him kidnapped, and he pretends to be the real priest, right? The way that um, Elena figures out that it's not the real priest is she looks at his watch, and it's reversed. The numbers are reversed, and the it's moving backwards. Did you oh, notice I'm, that? I completely missed that. Yeah, that's how she figures out that it's not the real priest, and she runs away or goes back to her. Uh, I forget what she does right after, but um, uh, yeah, that's how they figured it out. But I thought it was like if for a watch to have like reversed facing numbers and to be going backwards. I just thought that was like some cool hypey shit. Uh, that's that's possible too. <laughs> I kind of I would kind of want to watch like that just to just to show. Not that I, not obviously not to tell the time because that would get too confusing. But it just seems it just seems cool. <laughs> just to be like, check this out. <laughs> oh, what time is it? Hmm. How about you look at my watch? You tell me what time it is. Well, you want you to want you take a quick look, huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. How did I miss that? Dang. Yeah, it was. It was like a close up of it too. <laughs> was that when they were? Phone. Was that when they were like up at the trees? Where like the priest was backed against the tree? And the three, of them, the three of them there. Now, see, I don't remember a tree. Yeah, I, I don't know if he was necessarily backed up against the tree, but there was like, because he was over there, like, just give us the coin, just give me the coin, and yeah, know. it was around that that yeah. time. But the the last note I have it that I wanted to key in on is, so at the very end, um, they rescue like 
the, the, pre, the good priest has been transported to this enclave within uh, Vatican City that are, and actually I guess this is the episode where it's explained that there's an, if a sect of evil priests who basically are all about doing evil because it's some sort of convoluted, they have some convoluted way of justifying that God is both good and evil, so it's okay to be evil, and there has to be right. some sect that just does pure evil shit. And so they kidnap the priest and transport him to this little enclave they have, and they're about to torture him, and he's rescued. But I counted, so each of these priests at that table, we'll, we'll call them the red priests, I guess, just for clarity. Um, the red priests, they each have uh, one of the 30 coins. Uh, one of the 30 pieces of silver. How many were there? I, I was counted actually, them all up. No, I tried to count them too. There's 12 of them? There, I counted 13. Well, 13. I think you're right. Tw- 12. So there's six on either side, but then the head guy had one. Okay. Presumably. So 13 coins at that table. So I'm like, oh, okay. I When I started counting, I was like, is there going to be 30 here? So they're still short, 17 coins. So I, they, I wonder. They're collecting more still. I think in that's was true. It this episode or the, or the next one where that guy goes and gets one at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, it's episode four, which I guess we can get into where. And I, there's been a couple cold opens that start with a heist of the coin somewhere in the world. So yeah. this, and it's uh, by these like dudes who have this necklace that gives them basically like superhuman powers and they just they have just shoot people but he's in the it's interesting because he's in the new york diamond district and so that had me i was getting flashbacks to uncut gems just the the way they Mm. shot it too um so he yeah so he goes to grab um one of those coins but i don't know why why don't you go ahead with with your notes he he gets one but also i did have one thing about the episode before the final thing because that uh mirror mirror priest he got everybody in the crowd in the town all fired up and like i don't know put them under some kind of spell and then they brought right. down elena's veterinary clinic yeah but then they all like came back to reality after they burned it down like how do you move forward from something like this like <laughs> well like yeah this and that's that's something we talked like, about after episode one like how do you move forward yet with like this huge spider demon that (laughs) probably other people would have seen but just going back to normal and i guess that's sort of the um, one of the weakness of a of a monster of a week type of storyline because and you know the x-files is did this all the time we have all this really crazy shit but the next episode they sort of reset and i don't know i guess it's just a style of tv series i prefer it to be sort of one sort of continuous story and monster of the week structure sort of works against that. But yeah, I, this I, mean, show is, I like the show enough that I, I'll, I'll give it a pass. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I feel like at least this show did address them burning down her, her right. clinic in the next episode. And yeah. And right away in the next episode. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. Okay. At least we're sort of getting to it, but yeah, they didn't, you know, I, I think I would feel kind of like her. She was already, um, you know, a little bit ostracized. People thought like she did something to her husband because he just like left one day and never came back. Um, yeah, people suspect that she's sleeping with the mayor, right? And now, like, but yeah, and this and this is actually an aspect of small town shit 
not necessarily small town Spain, I think any small town, um, that I, that I was sort of like would push back again or no, not like I would really hate if I was in a small town, but basic, cause basically it's like, they're all like, I mean, I wrote, I wrote this down. So basically there's a meeting because yes, the townspeople were put under the spell by the evil Vergara and they burned down her, her vet's office. And then when their spell is lifted and they're like, oh, fuck, what do we do? I believe that they didn't remember it, but they have this meeting to address it that the mm-hmm. mayor is running. And they're like, like the old woman there. She's like, yeah, we want to help in any way we can, even though we don't really feel responsible. And then he's like, okay, can we put together a collection? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> oh, like, wait, 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 wait now. <laughs> And I wrote, I wrote down, this is a quote from the first Men in Black movie that's, for, for whatever reason, and I've only seen that movie once when it was in the theater, mm-hmm. but for, for whatever reason, this stuck with me. Uh, and it's towards the end where, or no, it's, or maybe it's right around the middle, but Tommy Lee Jones' character is saying to Will Smith, um, when Will's questioning, like, you know, why wouldn't people know about aliens? What's going on? And he says, a person is smart. People are stupid. Mm. and yeah like it's basically another way of addressing mob mentality essentially like they get it all worked up they burn down i i I feel to some degree they didn't need to be pushed that much to burn down her vet's office either because they these are some vicious towns (sighs) yeah i would agree um but yeah just like the way the collective and it's weird because eventually people did start giving her extra money which she didn't really like because she's kind of like She's basically almost like fuck this town. Yeah, right. Then she got, <laughs> and then she does wind up trying to leave. You know, yeah, which I agree with. I I totally understood it at that point because yeah. Then in the grocery store, the woman, the clerk is like, "Oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay." And then she's like, "Well, no, I want to pay." And then those ladies on the sideline are like, "Just take it. We're trying to be nice." And then they start being nasty. <laughs> like, yeah. like you can't even yeah. take it. We're trying to be nice to you. Well, you burned down my store. We didn't do it. And then I was like, oh, "Okay." Oh, yeah, it was that's the great. other townspeople that were walking out from my. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, "Oh, we tried to put up. We helped you put out the fire." It's like, but you set the fire, though. Yeah, that, this drove <laughs> that drove me absolutely fucking bonkers. I was with her a hundred percent because it's like. Their lack of like not wanting to take responsibility for this shit, like burning down her her office, and the justifications and the way they sort of twisted their twisted rhetoric about like, yeah, like because it's like, so she goes, yeah, there's a scene. She's at the grocery store. The person working the the till is like, just take it. It's fine. And then there's this this like Greek chorus of older women who are looking at her like, yeah, like why? Oh, she's too good to take to take free shit. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. Maybe you should maybe you should have gotten burned down. Like what? Like oh, these people are so fucking evil, hateful. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that that annoyed me. But sorry, go, go ahead. No, that was it. That was it. Was messed up because one of those, you know. One of those ladies was the original one that was saying, "We feel so bad. We want to help." And then right. she's doing this in the next in the next scene. It's like, oh man, we'll these do anything towns. to help you. Yeah. Why don't you take? Why don't you get in on this free shit? Why don't you get like her? She's trying to be like respectable and like. <laughs> so oh, yeah, but the la- so the last thing bad. I wrote, and so this the main focus of this episode was about 
um, you know, is told through a series of flashbacks uh, to Father Vergara's early life when he first sort of uh, working and learning at the seminary, learning to be a priest uh, through the through the Vatican, I believe. Um, and he uh, he has this colleague of who's another priest who's Fab Fabio, I believe. Yeah, that's Fabio. Um, and it turns out that Fabio, this, this was some really cool shit. Like, so it's mostly about his interactions with Fabio back in the day. And, uh, Fabio has like this, he's managed to trap a demon and he reveals this to father Vergara. And he has the, this is this cool segment where he, he takes Vergara to like this old shipping container at the outskirts of town and he opens it and there's this guy in a suit who's chained to this random bed and it turns out that it's a demon who he's been talking to 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 sort of learn about good and evil i guess um and and then yeah and then he the demon off makes him makes fabio this offer and he sort of disappears and then cut to present day and it turns out that fabio who we saw in episode three, actually, he he's the leader of the red priests. Yeah. And it, but it turns out that he all, that he's also working with the Pope to some degree, or the Pope trusts him and maybe is unaware that he's uh, the red priest higher up on the low. Right. Is that, is that your take on what happened? Yeah. I don't think he know that the Pope realizes who he is like secretly, but yeah, he's, <clears throat> definitely um the leader of the i don't even know what they did they have an, a particular name for their group like the i think we can just call them the Judas red priests related? i do like your red priests though yeah but yes. yeah or yeah the dis- disciples of judas maybe would, would is that be, what they were called i don't, I don't think they were called that but that's sort of what they are yeah i guess their their justification is that they well they, in the book of Judas that's it's basically and this I think this is real like you know it's known as one of the apocryphal books which are uh, Bible uh, well books of the Bible or the re- p- purported books of the Bible that didn't make it into the official Bible basically right they were not considered canon and uh, I believe that the book of Judas does exist and I believe that they're right that basically Judas says that. Jesus told him to sell him out um, yeah. because he had to be crucified somehow. And so the justification of the red, pri- red priests use this to justify, well, evil is that betrayal is the, one of the worst things you can do. So evil is okay because Jesus told him to do it basically. Um, but the, the note that I took down is this actor so is this the same actor? Like the younger version of Father Vergara? Okay, so I was trying to figure this out too. I was looking, right. you know, I, I haven't done any internet research, but maybe, do you think they used like the de-aging, like that Irishman de-aging stuff? Oh, um, yeah. So this, so in the flashbacks, so in the, so the, in the main timeline, the father has this huge beard. Uh, and he has a shaved head, huge beard, shaved head, and like, in tons the flashbacks, of, like, scars on his face, and yeah, tons of scars, and he looks dirty and grimy all the time. Yeah, but in the flashbacks, <laughs> he's clean cut, normal dude haircut, and no scars. But I'm like, this actor 
doesn't look like, and I, I, it was unclear whether it's, they use the same actor in the flashbacks as uh, in the main timeline. And I tried to pause. I was going to look at the credits at the end just to see if there was something like young Vergara, old Vergara and HBO max. I mean, Christopher Nolan called it the worst streaming service Uh, (laughs) just to try to rewind like cause it to freeze up and i was like fuck it i'm not dealing with this anymore oh yeah so i couldn't do so i couldn't check that i didn't do any internet research i don't know did you find anything no but i will i don't know if it's the worst but it's it's not user friendly i'll tell you that hbo max and they came out with an update this week i think and it's like a little bit better but still like not i don't know what it is i mean it's been messed up since HBO Go. HBO Go wasn't good either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I had HBO Now. Uh, yeah. It's like, if you want to fast forward or rewind, you b- prepare to, I mean, go get some popcorn, make some popcorn, go buy some popcorn, make it. And by the time you get back, it might actually be where you want to be in the. Uh, yeah. But anyway, my main takeaway I do think it's the same actor. And I, I think I, so too. Which is crazy, like great makeup. If if it is, like just in terms of what he looks like in the main timeline, and like how they made him up, because he looked completely different in the flashbacks. Yeah, they definitely. So now I'm I'm just looking at like regular pictures of them. I I can't see, but they, yeah, if that's if that's real, it's pretty good. And then they had like the uh, the third guy, Sandro. I want to say. I think, I think well, I think Sandro is Fabio's last name. So oh, okay. I think okay. sometimes that yeah, that was confusing because sometimes they called him Fabio, sometimes they called him Sandro. Okay. The well, third, then the, the I don't know who the third guy. guy's name is. Yeah, yeah the third one who got burned, and he was more of a um, just like a follow, you know, follow the <clears throat> follow the the church rules and this is it. And Fabio was like, I'm going to the dark side. And then Vergara was just questioning everything. He was like, well, you know, we got to find this out. We got to talk to demons. If we can, in order to defeat them, we got to know about them. Right. Um, Yeah, it was, I, I, you know, it was cool. I liked, I liked those flashbacks. I felt like they provided a lot of explanation, great background on Vergara in particular to help us, you know, like really know who he is um and it, it was cool is that now the demon guy right right i f- did we s- is he the same person that was in so there's that scene in this one with the pope and the pope gets out and he's like greeting people and then there's the person that comes in the crowd uh-huh. and he's like you're not gonna kiss me yeah so that's same one same person that's the same yeah yes. okay so the yeah the Pope greets someone in present day. That is the same guy who was the demon in the suit in the flashback. Yes, gotcha. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that. I my question was: Is this demon? Is this also the mirror demon? Is it also the one who took over the old woman in episode one? Or are there multiple demons who can do this? I think that's a little unclear at this point. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Or like everywhere, like 
the whole demon realm like knows about Vagara now. And like we gotta we gotta get this guy on our team. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. They sort of try. It seems like they're trying to recruit him, but also kill him at the same time. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's this interesting cat and but, mouse they've got going with him. Yeah. So and and the episode ends uh, with. So the, and this is with so I guess in order to I guess the demons sort of want to for whatever reason take Elena out of the equation because she's too troublesome although really they just want to get the coin from her um, which she she threw into the the dam for some reason I I don't know I don't know how they're gonna get it now it seems like it's yeah I don't know fucked, but regardless so so and this seemed a little convoluted maybe it'll it'll work itself out but their their plan oh no this is what it was it was the mayor's wife is jealous of elena Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason like she is recruited somehow by the demon side and, and because their interests align, basically just sidelining Elena, and their plan to do that is to <laughs> uh, reanimate her husband's corpse. <laughs> or wait, no, I guess to make a, I guess to make a facsimile of her husband. Yeah, we don't. Out of the scarecrow, no, right? There's still no explanation as to what happened to him. He's just gone, right? Yeah, now. he's just gone. And yeah, actually, I was think my first thought when I was watching it was, okay, he's dead. And they were able to reanimate him, but I, not as I just thought. Thinking about it now, no, they they changed us with demon magic. Were able to change the scarecrow into someone who looks just like him, right? And but knows, but then must have some of his memories because he knew where she lived, and he goes to take a shower there to clean off all the dirt. Yeah, he was so disgusting looking. Yeah, I don't by know. the way, it was so dirty. Oh but yeah, that- he was really bad. <laughs> That little that little guy Antonio, he seems like I don't know if Antonio's gonna have a larger role to play at some point, but he like he seems to know everything. He yeah. can like psychically talk to all of these people. Um right. and he knew that old lady. He was like, Yeah, they need to be worried about that old lady that stole stuff from the church and she's doing something bad right now. Or no, then there was that other father who the Vagara visited who he seems to be kind of psychic. He like put his hands to his head. It's like something bad is happening in your town right now. You need to be there. And that, right. that, and that old lady was like animating the scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's so that's, I guess. Yeah. So they sort of ended the episode setting up more, sto- a few more storylines uh, that I guess will be resolved in episode yeah, five. We got, I, we I got that guess. one. We got the, we got the husband coming to life. And then Vergara got his audience with the Pope, but then the Pope is like, talk to my man, Fabio. And it's like, yeah, talk to my man. And then (laughs) Fabio walks through the door. He's like, oh, come on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that'll be, uh, I don't know. I I watched a little bit of the preview. So it looks like basically they're just going to try to get Vergara to come to the demon side, to the red priest side. But yeah. And then that'll be the battle, what he's going to do, what he's going to choose. Yeah, it look it looks like that. Um and I believe there's only 8 episodes in this season, so yeah, it's halfway done. So yeah, it would make sense for them to to set that up right around right about now. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be good. 
Um, yeah, yeah, looking forward. So let's let's put a pin in uh, thirty coins. Got it. Boom goes the dynamite. All right, and move on to Wandavision. Ugh. Now, uh, unless you, I would like to suggest that we just skip episode three <laughs> and go to four. But I know it was hard for you to get through. So the only thing to, we can want to address about, episode three of Wandavision, we can just do like a quick. So episode I, three, I mean, I, you texted me. Like, God damn, I might be done with this show. I might be done with a podcast. <laughs> I might have to move away from New York. <laughs> this episode was oh, killing me. And yeah, I got to tell you, episode three was brutal. I really hate this old timey sitcom thing. I was okay with it. Episode one. I fucking hate it now. <laughs> I hated it from episode one to begin with. <laughs> My dad hates it. He's like, I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> he watched one episode and he's like, no, this is not for me. And I mean, um, and he's old enough that he like grew up with those sitcoms. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But what, if you, I'm not going to say anything on episode three. You, you can well, take it. Well, the only thing I'm going to say about episode three is that they had, she had twins. Somehow there's babies now. And, um, that woman, geek, man, I'm gonna what? Her name. What's her name? It started with the G. What's her Who name? Who are you referring to? The woman that she shot out of her uh, world that she's created. Oh, out of West well, View. her real name is Monica Rambo. Yeah, but in there, what's, didn't her name start with a G? Was it Gwen? Maybe something like that. I want to say Gwen, but yeah. So she, they had some weird confrontation at the end. She started talking about, "Oh, I know your, I know your brother Pietro," and then they mentioned right. Ultron, and then right. Wanda got mad. It's like, "No, you got to go," and just blasts her out. Right. And then that was it. That was the only good part. Where like the again, like the the very end of the episode was like finally something happened. Um. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause finally something happened because like the majority of these first three episodes really felt like spinning wheels with nonsense. That was, I mean, the dro- dropping clues here and there, like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Just get to the shit, get nice. to the MCU shit. So finally in episode four, we got some shit. Although technically this episode was sort of a flashback in that, it told what happened in the first three episodes, but from the side of sword, which I guess is the new shield effectively. Right. Uh, I guess. Right. It's, is she, Oh, okay. So here's my other problem, right? I'm going <laughs> to get right into my problems. Okay. So, I mean, I have one key problem too that I referenced, but so I, I thought that was cool, but I said like, I wrote this to myself. Why do I need to do research? Sometimes this feels like a test watching these <laughs> Marvel shows and like Marvel movies. Like, why do I have to go back and figure things out? Why do I have to like watch some video to explain stuff? Yeah, break why can't the I just do breakdowns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I just watch the show and have answers and enjoy it? That's a great point. Yeah. Um, what, what, what triggered your, what part of the sh- <laughs> this episode? Was it one part in? Sp- specifically it triggered it or 
Because I mean, um, you knew you. Uh, so the first scene is, you know, the blip. It's called, which is when people after t- after no after the Hulk in Avengers Endgame after the Hulk snapped his right. fingers that brought everyone back five years yeah they're calling that the blip right Right. and that was that was cool i liked that but again like all of this uh it's not like it's one show i know we keep going back to x files so we'll say x files again right it's not like it's okay i can go back to season one it's like no you gotta go check out this movie like this part in thor dark world the movie that sucks that nobody watched that you need to (laughs) you need to you know, at you know, at the seventy-five minute mark, this important thing happened, and yeah. you're supposed to remember that for six years. And it's like <laughs> that is a great point. Yeah, yeah, because you gotta, because yeah. So they brought back Kat Dennings' character from I think she's in the first Thor and Thor: The Dark World. Uh, yeah, I believe. I, although I haven't, to be honest, I haven't seen either of them. I've I actually, I don't even know if she's been in any of them. I know, I don't know. Well, I know she's in the Dark World. Okay, because okay. I was, I was, and I know that because I was flipping through the channels one time, and it was on TBS, and I caught maybe fifteen minutes of it, and I was like, "This, I, I can't do this. This is awful." Yeah, I tried to watch that one. I fell asleep immediately and just never <laughs> went back to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like the. Uh, I. I think. It is it is interesting because, well, I think Marvel's counter t- to your point would be, well, look, it's working because the MCU is, is the biggest thing, the thing since sliced <laughs> chutney and uh, sliced bread with chutney. Okay. I, oh boy. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, <laughs> it does. I mean, it, they would argue like, look, it does work. People are into it. People, enough enough people are into it to where we can do this. Uh, I don't think they're. I mean, the TV series is a different animal than a bunch of movies. Um, although they they connect directly with the movies, but I mean that they should also be doing a good enough store, uh, do a good enough job uh, with the script that you don't necessarily need to have done your homework, but. I feel like these Easter eggs, like with um, the Jimmy Jimmy Woo character, is the FBI dude. Um, like he's only yeah, he's only in Ant Man two, I think. Um, and uh, oh, and then I didn't Kat- realize he was in Ant Man. I know he's in two. I, I don't know if he's in one, but yeah, he's uh, he's just an FBI dude in in, in Ant Man two. But in, in any case, yeah, my, my I, I, I do agree with you on that. Um, I will say, I'll say up top before I get to the thing I, I really disliked. Uh, I really like Mon- the Monica Rambeau character. Um, I still haven't seen Captain Marvel. I understand she's in that as a child um, since that movie set in the early 90s. Um, I thought she was great in this. Um, yeah, I liked her character. She's, yeah. I think she did a, some really good acting. Uh and I think setting up her dynamic with um, the sword boss dude uh, could, mm-hmm. could lead to some interesting things. But I got to say, Kat Dennings' character was driving me up the wall. I could not stand mm-hmm. anything she was saying, had to say. I didn't like her attitude or the snark. I don't know if what people who are writing this think like 
because I, I maybe it's just me taking this personally, but I feel like people this is this is the prototypical NYC hipster uh that they're making fun of here and making them a hateful <laughs> character though not as bad as the the people the townspeople in, in 30 pieces but um yeah. but man she was annoying oh, yeah everything she, she, said. she was she was definitely annoying i feel like they needed uh i mean they need their tony stark I can only take so much uh, Robert Downey and Tony Stark and his like. That's why I can't watch those Iron Man movies because it's too much. There's no balance. Oh, you don't like the, you don't like the Tony Stark snark. Oh my gosh, not for <laughs> an entire movie. Only when he's part of the ensemble. Right. Right. Oh man, the Iron Man movies. Oof, they're hard for me to get through. Even I mean, I will say Iron Man two and three are pretty tough to get through. But you didn't like the first one. No, I enjoyed one, but it was a little little much on the snark. He's he's just like full of it. Yeah, know? he is. I mean, yeah. It thinking back on Iron Man one, it it does take some pretty um, intense circumstances for him to drop the snark, i.e., yeah. being stuck in a cave but uh, tortured by terrorists um, <laughs> and having no food. That's what he. That's what it takes for to get him to drop the snark because apparently. No matter what the circumstances are, he'll he's got that snark going. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, yeah, there was that. Um, I mean, I do like that actor. Now I feel bad. I don't remember his name. Uh, the FBI, Jimmy Woo. Like, oh, uh, I think it's I, Randall Park. Yes, it is. Man, he always brings a smile to my face. As soon as I saw him on the screen, I started smiling. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> he is kind. Of, yeah, he's got some good, good energy. I think. Yeah, yeah, he does. Right, like this very like positive energy. He cracks me up, man. I just love him every time. <laughs> <laughs> what else, What else have you seen him? I know he's um, on the ABC sitcom. Yeah, fresh off the boat, fresh and then the he boat. was always he's like. He's popped up randomly in like other in other movies, but I the other movie where he was co-star was um, Always Be My Maybe. Um, oh, um, that's right. Man. Yeah, yeah that, he was. Oh, that was wonderful. I still haven't seen that. You was would it good? enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, I'll give it a look. Um, yeah, I like that. As far as the story and the plotting. So basically what we've learned is that Wanda has basically taken over a real town, but has set some sort of dome over it so that she's able to sort of, I guess, hypnotize all the residents or just basically warp reality to the point where it is really a sitcom and somehow S.W.O.R.D. is able to get a camera feed in there, which is essentially the sitcom that we've been watching or the right. three sitcoms. Um, and yeah, it, but so the FBI slash swords interest in it now is she's essentially holding these people hostage and it doesn't seem like she's aware of what real reality is. And I would theorize that the death of vision because apparently this is only supposed to be set three week, roughly three weeks after the end of Endgame. Okay. So the f- death of Vision is still going to be pretty fresh for her because she was snapped. Um, and so basically, that kind of drove her to you know extremes of you know obviously agitation or or, or distress, and she manifests these powers that are even stronger than we've seen before, which is she can just completely warp reality. 
and that's that's who, and sword needs to basically get a handle on it um and try to snap her out of it i guess oh, i don't know uh, snap oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was intentional um uh, so, I, 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 mean, I do like this storyline though i like the like the idea that we're talking about what happens when people return yeah yeah, I, I what, why, why, why do you like that? Why do you say that? Um, I never like really that? thought about it because that's just you know, Endgame ended and everybody was like, oh, it was reversed. But yeah, now you have to actually like deal with half of those, you know, half of the population coming back. And right. like, yeah, and now what happens? Yeah, because uh, back on Earth. The only movie that was released uh, in the MCU since Endgame was uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, and you're right that they, they don't they redress it very briefly in the beginning, but it's basically like, well, we're back in high school, let's go on this trip, and that's basically it. Or like, isn't it weird that we all came back? Yeah, it's great, but. <laughs> yeah, there would be tons of problems where, like, like I don't know, if, I don't know why this is, but my first thought is like couples that were either married or together, or like you know, to get, living together or whatever. Like, if one of the parties in the couple was snapped, like they're gonna, they're probably gonna move on and very likely be with someone else. And as far as the person who comes back knows, like they're still married, like that. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of heartache there, like a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, like we've seen, like in, like just what happened here, like you come or, back, or, or, so, sorry, uh, yeah. Like, what if a, like a baby was snapped, and oh then gosh. it's brought back, and it's just ha- in the same place, like, like even if it's at a home, and the home's still there. Well, what if the family moved away, and now no oh, one lives man. there? Now you're now, coming up. Like, now there's a baby that is crying and has no one to care for it. That's not going to end well. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, since I just moved here in November, like, if I moved in and then all of a sudden... There's a like, baby the, in the, on your couch? People came back. Yeah. A baby just appears on the couch. Or, yeah, crying. or the couple that, like, whoever used to live there, they're just back. <laughs> they have the key, same key. They, so they just walk in, so start watching TV. Yeah. Man, that would that would be wild. Like as as people are coming back, like it would be chaos. Just like we saw, like like in the hospital, where they're like, "What's going?" Just like people showing up. They're like, "We don't have the capacity for this." Uh, They do not. No. (laughs) And I mean, like they're lucky. Like the other part of it is, say you move a, you were sitting in a chair when it snap happened at say even at this hospital. What if they just move the chair like? four inches to the right and now you're snapped back in the same place but now your body can't like is mixed with a chair <laughs> now you, the chair is in you okay well i guess it's good you're at a hospital but you're fucked <laughs> like that th- there would be so much what about the people who are in planes at the time of the snap and they're back. And they're oh, just in the air. Man. Oh, it sucks to be you. So, so, <laughs> many, so many questions. They were just in the. You just come back in the air. <laughs> Ten thousand feet. In the air. Your last memory is cycling through like the the screen and in, in the seat, trying to find a movie to watch. <laughs> you come back. <laughs> oh God. Oh man, yeah. It's yeah, all all sorts of problems there. Right. 
but yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, that could be a whole different series. The, 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 the blip where they just inca- like go over like these different scenarios. But I mean, it's, it's not, it would completely overwhelm the scope of, of any show or any movie. So you can't really get into it too much. So I, I, I get that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, unless you have any specific notes, um, I would say it's set. I feel like the show has been reset and I, I, I'm yeah, I mean, the only disregard the first three episodes as much as right. I can. Like that's, uh, I guess that's my only thing. Like, why did, why did we need those episodes? Yeah. Maybe yeah. it will come. Maybe they're going to show us, but like, I, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully like, it all makes sense and that we needed that but i get my other thought was after watching this one right like if uh, if it wasn't part of the mcu like i don't think any show could have pulled this off i wouldn't have continued to watch yeah okay, so you're saying even if you if it if okay so if it was say a, just a new show so you're saying if it's a new show that you but you knew that the first three episodes were going to be different from the scope so are you saying that the mcu brand is enough to, to let you to carry you through the first three difficult it ones was, it was and, enough and or even if a random show that's say from talented producers and writers that you know is going to flip halfway through you still wouldn't you still wouldn't watch it because um, I'd probably like, wait for some other people to watch. The only, yeah, I for this, it was me being familiar with the characters and me having faith in like Marvel, <laughs> Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Like, right. All right, like they haven't really let me down only with like the Thors, but right. it wasn't terrible. The last Thor was terrible. Good. Right. The last one was good. So, it's like I, they haven't had a dud, right? Um, you know, oh. I'm just sort of like going on the strength of of them and me enjoying the characters and their reputation. But if it was something newer that right. I had no relationship with the characters or anything, I I probably would have stopped after episode two. Yeah, I I think. Uh... Yeah, I, I mean, if I had no ties like that, yeah, like if it, if it was like, I don't know, the, the Valiant Comics universe or Image Comics, I would have stopped after episode one, I think. I'm probably only like 15 minutes into episode one. Yeah. Um, but did, let me, because I didn't see Captain Marvel, uh, did, but you did. did. Was it good? Like, because this is, it's, this series is most strongly tied, it seems, to. Avengers Age of Ultron and uh, and Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, Captain Marvel was definitely entertaining. I liked it. You should watch. Okay. It's worth it's worth a watch. Alrighty. Um. But uh, yeah, it's I I mean, I had, as I said before, I mean, I I had heard that there was going to be a, a pretty strong flip to the structure. I heard it was going to be after episode four, but um, it's good. So I was pleasantly su- surprised that uh, that we got it in episode four. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Should we should we take quick guesses on where 
we're, let's should we do hot takes on on how we think it's going to go? Oh, okay, yeah. I'll do let's a. See. Let me do. Make, I'm going to make a strong choice here. I'm going to say, but for the end of the season, I'm going to say they will. I mean, Wanda's not going to stay. Well, okay, so maybe Wanda because they're okay. Uh, maybe I won't tell you this, but there are spoilers that she's going <laughs> to... Oh, man. You've been spoiling yourself? She, that she's uh, not going to die at the end of this because it seems likely she will be in future MCU movies down the road. So, okay. if that's if that's true, you know, I don't know that it is. She's not going to die, but I think there's a chance that she could become the big bad of oh. the MCU because she's so powerful and like... Now she has kids, and you're telling her she's that's all made up. She's got to give them up. Oh hell no! So I could see her becoming the big bad, and maybe they don't the Avengers reform or, or some kind of you know bootleg Avengers are, huh. are to put together to to take her out um, and or or save her somehow. Um, but I think Vision is all made up. I don't think he's really there. I think he is actually dead. Dead. Because you would need the Mind Stone to make right. them. So I don't know. That'll be my my. That's my hot take. Uh, she'll wind up being the big bad of the MCU. That's pretty good. I could definitely see that happening. What you got? You got something? Um, no, not really. I mean, so for this one, I guess. I'm going to make a, a guess on if there's going to be an, an appearance of an Avenger. Oh, okay. Um, you know, talking about it now, I, th- I think if anybody makes an appearance, it's Captain Marvel. Hmm. Yeah. Because I guess, I mean, I've seen parts of Captain Marvel and I guess Monica was like, she was a kid, but she's old enough to remember hanging out with Captain Marvel. So right. presumably, and if, I guess if she was working at shield, I mean, it's, it's unclear what her career tra- trajectory was, but I believe her mom was in shield. Uh, do I have that right? I don't know exactly, but okay. no, but she, if she's she, around storage, yeah. shield, like I would guess that she has some, because Nick Fury had the connection through the pager and, mm-hmm. and also, you know, were, he was friends with captain Marvel. I would bet, that there is that she has some sort of connection to Captain Marvel and can, and can get her. Maybe she yeah, has. Maybe she has some. Uh, <laughs> she she might. I mean, her mom was, you know, like best friends with Captain Marvel. Right. Um, I don't really actually remember where Captain Marvel went at the end of Endgame. Did she just go back. Was she at the space? funeral? Was she at Tony's funeral? I don't remember. I think so. I guess she probably they were was, all there, but she yeah, definitely I don't see why she around. wouldn't have been there. Um, okay, so anyway, your your prediction: Captain Marvel shows up at some point. Yeah, I think she comes in and tries tries to assist. I think, uh, but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It might be sort of they might go the other way. Like um, this is the show I never watched, like the Agents of Shield, where they don't. Oh, it's right. just like regular people involved and versus Wanda. So maybe they won't, you know, get anybody yeah. else. They gotta but get if it. if anybody's coming, I think it's her or Captain America. But I don't think. So. Well, no, Captain America is not Captain America. It would be no. 
Mackie, in, right? Yeah, Mackie or uh, Mac, yeah, Mac Dog, Daddy of the Mac, um, or or Winter Soldier, maybe. Yeah, just to sort so of link, probably, link it to that mm, series somehow. Oh, they yeah, there you go, because that's the next one, right? Right. Hmm. So maybe that's a good point. They might bring those two in, or one of the two, at some point. Right. Yeah. She just uh, Monica's goes to a bar, and he looks over, winks at her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we can we can, we can wind up wind down. Uh, any closing thoughts? Eat, eat something green. Uh, I hope you prepared for the snowstorm. Oh fuck! That's uh, right. Oh fuck! That's right. Oh, I gotta. I am not prepared. I gotta get some food. Yeah. I, got, I got like a can of t- Trader Joe's chili. That's about it. That's not gonna last me all day tomorrow. No, not at all. Get some supplies. Yeah. Snow's about to kick up. Uh, ah, fuck, I gotta make sure my heating is is all set up too. Fuck. Um, all right. Well, better get on that. Only in New York. <laughs> and we're at an hour sixteen. There, there's the one sixteen connection. So I'm gonna stop right oh, now. Oh, 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 oh,